Hey guys, it's Alexa. So I'm going to be making this a quick one because my husband is home for literally one more night and I just want to go and spend some time with him before he leaves. So, um, okay. So today we are going to be talking about, um, how to handle, <laughs> how to handle life when things don't go as planned. And also we're going to be talking about the future of women. Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about at the end, the future of this podcast and kind of what's just going to be going on from here on out. But first, what happens when things don't go as planned? I want to tell you a story first, okay? Because the what I'm about to tell you was such a huge shift in mine and my husband's life. And when it all happened, we thought life was like falling apart, but it ended up being the biggest blessing. God works in mysterious ways and sometimes it's for the good. And I don't want he's never working for the bad. It's always for the good, I should say. But sometimes we just don't have an answer to why some things do happen. You know, we can kind of uh, guess, I guess, predict. We can say, you know, well, it's this and that. I don't know. But um, anyways, I'm going to tell you this story. So my husband, he has, he's been a airplane mechanic, jet mechanic for a very long time. He's been with the military for almost 15 years. It'll be 15 years next year. And he will be retiring after that. But anyways, he also worked as a civilian contractor out at one of the Air Force bases. Um, so pretty much he was working for the Air Force, but he was under as a civilian contractor. Anyways, he had had that job for a long time, probably about seven years, and he didn't really enjoy it, but, you know, it paid the bills and whatnot. But there is this opportunity that had lined up with a different company that I'm not going to say the name of. And it was also, it was um, in company that worked with airplane engines, okay, or airplane parts. I am not very good at explaining the details of his jobs because he's just got a very specific job. He's very smart. <laughs> I'll just put it like that. But anyways, this job opportunity had come up and he told me about it. And he was like, oh, well, this had come up, you know, and I thought about applying, but I wasn't sure. So, and my husband's not one for change. So for him to come and say that and tell me about it, I'm like, okay, let's look into it, you know? So the job was, it was, it seemed great. You know, it, it was more pay. The benefits were a lot better. He would be gone. He would be going to work earlier in the morning and coming home earlier in the day, but he could also stay over for overtime. He got way more vacation time than he did with the job that he currently was at. And it just, it just all lined up, you know, it just all seemed to be working out really well. It was four days a week. It just seemed like a great opportunity. And Andrew was really, you know, he was 
pretty interested in it for a little while, but um, he was just kind of leery of it. But for me, like, you know, I'm looking at this all like on paper and I'm like, okay, like this looks really good. And so, like I said, my husband's not one for change. And sometimes he doesn't give himself the benefit of the doubt or doesn't really <laughs> view himself as like this super awesome guy that deserves so much more. But I wanted him to see that. And I'm like, Andrew, like, this is your opportunity. Like you can go and get this job and it's just better for you. Like you deserve this, you know? And we talked about it and prayed about it. I just had a really good feeling about it. I was not, I didn't feel like anything was wrong, but Andrew, on the other hand, was very kind of leery. And I shouldn't say he was very leery, but he was a little leery and he was, but he was, my husband was just, he just, he's a very supportive man. <laughs> so kind of like what I want to do, you know, he's just like, okay, like what I'll, I'll do it. I'll try it. Why not? You know? So, cause I kind of pushed him and I didn't push him in like an aggressive way. I just push him as in like a really, just to give him, let's say like, this is, this is amazing. This is an awesome opportunity. So, um, I explained that because that kind of played a really, I, I guess I should have listened to my husband. And now I've learned from that scenario too. If my husband doesn't feel right about something, then I definitely do listen to him. But it all worked out in the end. But anyways, so he went to this job and his job was, oh, what is it called? Um, <laughs> oh, test cell. And so in test cell, so pretty much you're the person that goes and takes a big old engine. Um, but in this job, he was just working on certain parts, like mechanical parts. And you'll take those parts or you'll take the engine and you'll bring it through test cell. So you'll I don't really know what happens, but you're just testing to see if it works. <laughs> That's all I can tell all of you. Okay. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a really, there's just so much. And if your husband is a mechanic of any sort, you're, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you're a mechanic of any sort, you know what I'm talking about. Like you guys do thank God for all of you or thank God for your spouses. <laughs> Anyways, um, they, his job was to be on test cell and to have test cell, you had to have a badge to be able to get into the room. Well, they never gave him a badge to go into the room. I'm explaining this because my husband is, he's not one to call off work. Some, he's been late a couple times. I'll say that because he likes to sleep in, but he's just a very hard worker. And I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. It's one of the very amazing qualities that I love about Andrew is that he works so hard. He has to be forced to take vacation, like not saying like, you know, tap on the shoulder for that, you know, but he just, whenever he's given a task at hand, he works really hard at it. And that's one of the many things that made me attracted, attracted to him when we first met. And so he would ask them every day, like, Hey, like, when am I going to get my badge to go into test cell? And they didn't, they said, Oh, we'll do it soon. And they didn't really have him working. Like they had him like mopping floors or doing other things that weren't in his job. And he's like, 
he's like, I just don't have a good feeling about this, Alexa. And um, he's like, I'm just trying to figure out like what's going on. And he did have issues with a couple people, but the, the issues were more of like, he doesn't understand why he's not being, not being allowed to do his job that he was given to do. But anyways, moral of the story, um, after 90 days, he would be pretty much contracted in, you know, so he would be set in zone. He'd be, uh, considered an employee. I don't know the technical words. I'm sorry guys, but pretty much a employee where you get benefits, all of that, whatever. On day 89, they brought him in for his um, review and they told him how pretty much they made up all this crap that um, he wasn't doing his job and he hadn't even been in the test cell and he they just didn't think he was a good fit for the company. And I know you're sitting there being like, what? Like you're looking and you're just, you're, you're probably just as pissed off as I was. Um, and pretty much we, what we found out happened was he was the fourth person that year to fill that position. He found this out from the other coworkers that were working that worked there as well because they really liked Andrew and they're like, they were the fourth person that's come in through this and just through the grapevine of other things that we just kind of, the people who, the supervisors who were in charge didn't have the qualifications or the degree to back it up. Like people like my husband do and insurance companies were pretty much saying that, Hey, insurance or something. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't include this in, <laughs> but pretty much the people who were in charge didn't have the qualifications that people like my husband did. And so their their roles as supervisors could be at jeopardy because, or they would need to go back to school and get qualifications. You pick up what I'm putting down. Um, I, I hope that makes sense. But anyways, they pretty much used my husband to prove to the insurance companies that they did not need a degree because these people were unqualified. And my husband lost his job. I remember cause I worked at UPS and I worked in the morning shift. So I would work from like two o'clock in the morning till like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I was eight and a half months pregnant. No, no, I was eight months pregnant. Yep. I was a month away from giving birth. And I remember just being in the living room and cleaning up about ready to go and lay down and sleep because in that pregnancy, I was super tired and I never felt good. And my husband pulls in the driveway and I'm like, he looks at me through the window with these big eyes. He already has big blue eyes and his eyes got even bigger and my heart just dropped because I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew something was wrong. And he came through the door and I said, what is, what's going on? And, um, oh, I'm getting emotional thinking about it <laughs> because we already didn't have a lot of money at that time. And, um, trying to pay off student loans. I mean, they were deferred. Half of my student loans were deferred 
The other ones weren't because I I had half government, half private, and the private ones were continuing to be paid, and those were super expensive. We had our house payment. We had two car payments. You know, it was very, like, we, we were doing fine, but we weren't, like, prepared, I guess. I mean, we I'll get to it, but I don't know. It just, he comes in the door, and I'm sorry, I'm, like, all over the place, but this story really... It has a happy ending, but it was really hard. And he comes to the door. I said, what is going on? And he said, I lost my job. And of course, I am not the calm person who's always like, oh my gosh, it's going to be okay. Like everything's going to be fine. I freak out, especially when it comes to money, because I grew up, um, we just had a lot of money problems growing up. And that scarred me really bad to the point where now I am uh, (laughs) pretty strict with money and um, I don't like it being blindsided by expenses or anything of that matter. I'm the type of person when the bill goes up, like I freak out (laughs) and I have to call and say, why is my bill going up and figure out the problem? And so when he told me that I just, I, I obviously I'm trying to figure out why, but at pretty much what happened was, is I broke down. Like I, I broke at that moment and I had no idea what to do. And I'm the type of person who, unfortunately I don't go to God first. I, (laughs) I want to figure it out. I want to figure out a way. I want to try to understand things and, um, It was just a very, very scary moment of my life. I called my mom. I called a couple of my really good friends and I just bawled my eyes out. And that this wasn't the plan. We have a baby coming in a month. I don't even know if the baby is going to be okay. Once we're, once she's here, you know, anything could happen. And you don't want to think like that, but like that's what comes across your mind when life literally falls apart and you start thinking of everything that could go wrong. And <laughs> I I don't know, like we just it was just really heartbreaking. And so I went to work the next day. I had a really close we're so close now, but I had a coworker that I was really close with and I just broke down with her, bawled my eyes out. And I, yeah, I just didn't know what to do other than literally pray. And was I good at prayer? No, no. I am, when things don't go as planned, I'm the type of person that will lash out at God and not blame him, but be like, why, why is this happening? Why, why am I going through this right now? I don't understand this. This couldn't have come at the worst time. And I, that's how I was. And looking back, I'm kind of ashamed about it. But then again, like that's just my sin. And let's just be honest. I'm 28 years old and I'm not trying to blame my age. I just don't have wisdom in that category yet to just be still and know that God is God. 
You know, people say that all the time and people write those verses on their hands, but really are we ever still? But anyways, we'll get to the preaching in a little bit. I, the weeks went on and Andrew was home. We were able to collect unemployment, but it was literally like 40% of what he made. Plus he didn't get any of the overtime. And so, yeah, but as the weeks went on, I was still, you know, I still had, I think I had five weeks left of my pregnancy. So I wasn't quite eight months, but anyways, um, I was like, okay, you know, it was peak season at UPS, so I could work more hours. So I tried to work 10, 12 hours a day and I got overtime that way and try to bring as much money as I could eight months pregnant, tired as all get out. <laughs> and, um, I, yeah, I mean, we just, and what happened was, we just started, we looked at our finances and like we looked at our savings. We looked at, I always keep cash on hand. I probably shouldn't say that, but I'm just saying I keep cash on hand. And then it was also Christmas time. We told people, cause I'm a last minute gift shopper. I'm trying to not be anymore. I'm trying to really work on that. So it was literally a couple weeks before Christmas. Yeah. And they also let them go a couple weeks before Christmas. Isn't that great? Isn't that so great? Like you have to be some sort of heartless to let somebody go unless like they're a really like the employee is just not a good fit and you're not a good fit for the employee like to let somebody go that's just yeah then anyways um we had some money saved up and then for christmas i told everyone i'm like take back your gifts please like let can we just have money and our families were very understanding and they gave us money and they helped us out. We weren't able to go up north on our uh, usually ski vacation. And so my mother-in-law blessed me with money that way, what she would have spent on us there. Because uh, my mother and father-in-law, they take us on vacation every year, which is really nice. And so um, we just were able to get money that way. And Andrew was getting his unemployment and you know, I was getting my money from UPS and honestly, like we were just, okay, like we're going to get another job. Like it's okay. Like Andrew can just go back to the 180th or he can go get a different job. Well, that didn't happen. They already filled his position. There was no way. And I just over and over again, I just kept asking God, I'm like, okay, like I am literally surrendering this all to you, but I don't, this is all before Amelia was born. I don't understand. Look at me. I said this was going to be a short episode and this is not short. <laughs> I literally asked you, like, like, I thought everything was going to be okay. Like, why are you doing this to us? And it's not always, it's not good to ask God why, but then again, like he is, if my parents did something that I didn't understand, I would ask them why. Cause I want to understand. I want to know. And it's not because I'm questioning, I mean, I guess it is that I'm questioning God, but I'm, I'm questioning like, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to make me stronger for? Like, and that's just how my relationship with God is. And it's probably something I need to work on, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's different than. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people feel this way. We just don't talk about it. We like to speak our Christianese and be like, 
Um, yeah. And I just like fully trusted God. And it's like, no, that's not me. I don't, I don't always trust God like I should, but it, it, I just cried almost every day, just asking God why. And as the weeks went on and it got closer to Amelia's birth, um, Andrew was, now we didn't have a lot of money, but we had enough to pay the bills every single month. And even though we couldn't pay over, cause I'm a big, like if I'm in debt, I pay over what they're asking me to pay. That's, that's always been me. Um, I, I just want to get out of debt as soon as I can. <laughs> so we couldn't do that though. We just had to pay like our bills. We had to really look at our grocery budget and cut where we could not get extra things. We didn't go out to eat. We, which thank God I knew how to cook from scratch, but we didn't go out to eat. We didn't do anything with friends or family. We just stayed home. And as the weeks went on, Andrew was able to keep preoccupied at home get some projects done around the house that needed to get done because for the three years that we lived in our home in Ohio, they, um, it, we lived in a construction site because <laughs> we, I think I've talked about this either on this podcast or my other one, but we did all of the renovations that we did in the home. We literally gutted that home from the ground up. Um, like besides the studs, everything else came down <laughs> and, uh, we always, but we paid everything with cash. We never took out a loan. We never hired anybody. We did it. Our, well, I shouldn't say we, but Andrew did it because <laughs> he's very handy and we did it ourselves. And so we lived in a constant construction site. So we had more time to work on some of the projects that needed to get done. And then when our daughter came, you know, Andrew didn't have a job to worry about, to call off to. And for the first three to four months of her life, four months, yep, he was able to be home with her every single day. Andrew was without a job for almost six months in total. And, but for the first four months, he got to do what no other dad in America, maybe, maybe some, but many other dads in America don't get to do. And that was be present with our daughter. He got to help me. Um, I'm pretty sure that's why I didn't face postpartum depression was because he was home. I really think the depression, I mean, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but with Andrew gone now, you know, I can see myself slipping into more of a depressive state because I'm so alone in what I'm doing. And so with him being home for those four months, even though we were living off of my paycheck, kind of, I, uh, how it worked with UPS is I got six weeks paid and six weeks unpaid. I got 12 weeks of maternity leave, but only half of it was paid, like I said. And he was living off of unemployment, <laughs> very little unemployment. And, you know, we, we made it. 
how we made it was literally because of the grace of God and him giving us the uh, wisdom and the knowledge of knowing financially that we need to have a, a savings to save us if Andrew or I were ever without a job at that time in life. And thank God we did. And, um, you know, like, anyways, when he was home and he would still have to go to drill every month. So he'd get a little bit of extra pay there, um, every month. But yeah, the only time he was gone is when he had to go to drill, but every other day he was home and he was present with me and Amelia and was really able to help me. And now him and Amelia, I'm going to cry, have such, and I'm not saying that dads don't, but it just, she loves Andrew so much and just him being there every day, all day long with me as I was trying to recover before I went back to work. Like it just, I was so grateful for it, even though it was so hard. I was so grateful. Then um, at the end of April, he he was had to apply to two jobs every single week when he was on unemployment and nothing ever stuck. I mean, he made a certain amount of money that unemployment said that he could, could deny any job he wanted if he didn't make over a certain amount. And so which he should because he's a very, he's got two degrees. He's got, um, many years experience in the mechanic field of the airlines. And yeah, I mean, if, if there's anything I should, people always say, well, just accept a job. I'm telling you, my son, my husband is not going to take a 14 to $15 pay cut. I'm sorry. It's not happening. <laughs> we might as well stay on unemployment at that point. You know what I mean? So anyways, we, he had to accept, you know, he had to, um, fill out two forms, two applications. I'm sorry, every single week. And this one company finally called him back and Andrew was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out, you know, cause he had been to a couple job interviews and they were all offering him like way lower. So he went to this job interview and it wasn't even an interview. They're like, Hey, we've seen your application. We want you, you're hired. And Andrew's like, okay. So we found out the pay, the pay, it was around what unemployment said, like was the cutoff for him to accept a job and he had to accept it. Otherwise he would lose his unemployment. And like, I was like, okay, like, so we're thinking that He's going to be working in Ypsilanti, Michigan. And, and at that time, we lived uh, by Bowling Green, Ohio, which is about an hour away for everybody else who's nowhere near me. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, he's going to be working in Ypsilanti. It's about an hour away. It seems pretty good money. So that's fine. Whatever. And then we were hit with a week later being told that his job was two weeks on, two weeks off in Kentucky. And I had a four-month-old. And I was like, you're not accepting that job. He goes, Alexa, I literally have to. 
or we lose, we, we will lose unemployment. We will have no money coming in from me. And he had to accept the job. That wasn't in the plan. <laughs> that wasn't in the plan, God. I thought we talked about you were going to give him a great job around here so he wouldn't have to move away from our family or, you know, whatever. And God's like, yeah, I gave you a job so you wouldn't have to move away from your family. Funny how that works, right? Because I didn't have to move away from them. And he goes down there. He leaves. He's got to drive down to Kentucky. Mind you, we were living in Ohio. Like I said, Ohio up by Bowling Green, which is, if anybody who's not from around like Ohio area, you don't know what Bowling Green is, um, kind of like Toledo or uh, along the border of Michigan, pretty much. And he had to drive two and a half hours to Kentucky. And when he left that day, I bawled my eyes out again. I said, God, how can you do this? Why are you doing this? I said, I know you have a reason why you're doing this, but this doesn't make any sense. And it was just another... <laughs> It just felt like a punch in the gut. Like, okay, here we go. Why is this happening? Andrew gets down there. Come to find out. He loves it. He loves it. It's the first job he's loved in a really long time. He uh, He's working nights, but it's okay. He gets to have, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity for him. Um, lots of opportunity for overtime. There was lots of opportunity for <laughs> pretty much. It was a really good salary and a really good chance to be have overtime. And while he's down there for two weeks, you know, he works for two straight weeks and he can work all the time. And then he can come home for two weeks and be with us for two weeks, kind of like a vacation. And it wasn't in the plan, but it worked out. And we're still here today. And because of that job, with how overwhelmed I was with Amelia, and this is something I wanted to do anyways, because I really wanted to move closer to my parents who lived in Michigan, um, just over the border in Michigan. I wanted to live closer to them just because... I just really wanted help with my daughter and also my sitter who lived in Michigan as well was driving 35, 40 minutes every single morning at 1.30 in the morning to come watch my daughter while I went to work. And, you know, it was just really hard on her to make that. And because of this job and because of the way things lined up, we were able to sell our home. We sold our home at the perfect timing. We made a large profit off our home. And then our home that we have now is like, we got it at such a good price because compared to the housing market now, I feel like there's houses that even though they're appraised for this much, I know I'm going to have some realtors yell at me, but I don't think they're worth that much. And <laughs> that's just my opinion. And um, the interest rate was still at a good, it was just a perfect timing. And because of this job, because of everything that lined up, we were able to do that. And so here's, that was a really long story, but I hope you are seeing the 
what I was trying to tell you through all of it is that sometimes life does not go as planned. Who wants to have the breadwinner of the family, the the person who makes the most money lose their job right before a baby is born? That's really hard. And then when your husband finally or your spouse finally gets a job and they their job now requires them to be away from you physically for two whole weeks out of every single month. And you're just, that's not in the plan. You know, I mean, there's other things too. Like in life, there are so many things that don't go as planned. I think 75% of everything we do never goes to plan. And sometimes it can be really hard things. I mean, people face some, there's some little things that don't go as planned. And there's some really big life events that don't go as planned. You know, nobody planned. Like I didn't plan to lose my grandpa this year. And it happened. My best friend didn't plan to face so many miscarriages this year but it happened. And sometimes those things in life, when, especially when it comes to death or loss of someone, we don't know what God is trying to teach us, what God is trying to tell us. And sometimes there's really not anything that we can put a finger on him. But when things don't go as planned, don't be like me. (laughs) I mean, maybe you need to, maybe you need to spend and this is what I said in my newsletter. So if you're not on my newsletter, there's going to be a link below. You should go to subscribe to it because I, I tell a bunch of stories in there as well. And I share more things through my newsletter than I do online or on my podcast or through my YouTube, but things don't go as planned when they don't go as planned. Sometimes we need to, sometimes we need to cry. Sometimes we need to let it out. Sometimes we need to scream. Sometimes we need to ask God why. Sometimes we need to just cry so hard that we can't breathe. And sometimes we need to be alone. Or sometimes we need to go take a walk. Or we need to go get a cup of coffee. Or we need to go and we need to just be. But once we do all that, once we let it all out as much as we can and let it all I don't want to say let it go, but just like release some of the what we are feeling and give the emotion a name. We need to come back and we need to say, God, either reveal to me something or just give me some sort of shine, some sort of light. My light was through all the darkness of, is my husband ever going to get a job again? Was watching him hold our little baby girl every single day. And how so many men in my life did not get that opportunity to do that. And how I'm going to really miss it this time around with our second baby. I'm going to miss my husband being there with our babe. But I will never regret. I don't regret him losing that job because that job was not a good fit for him. And he got a job that was that has given him so much more purpose, that has blessed us so much more. We were able to pay off pretty much all of our debt besides the house and the car. And we got one student loan left, but we're on our way out. And we were able to just, 
Like right now we're able to breathe and all that hardship led us to where we are today. And I'm not saying we're not going to go through it again, but Oh, this is becoming longer than I wanted it to. (laughs) I was like, Oh, quick story. But life does not always go to plan. It rarely ever does. But when it doesn't, you've been through some really hard things in your life. And you need to remember that. You can go through some really hard things. You can go through other things as well. And you can get through them. You can lean on God. He can give you strength just to get through your every day. Let it out. Scream it out. Cry it out. Do whatever you need to do. And then lean into what the Lord is saying. Fall into the realm of God only gives you what you can handle because that's not true. Because if God gave us what we could handle, then we would never actually truly need God. And we need God through everything in our life. There are some things in this world that I would not have ever been able to get through without God. And I've talked about some of that on my podcast. So don't fall into that lie of God only gives you what you can handle because you know there's some things that you've been through in your life that you never want to go through again. Does it make you stronger? Does it make you wiser? Yes. But it doesn't make you invincible. It just makes you human. So when things don't go as planned, the best thing to do is to just pray it out, wait it out, and just keep looking for those glimpses of hope, those glimpses of light, even when It's too dark to see. Just try. Just keep looking. So that's the first part. Second part is the future of women. So with my husband being gone like he is, if you guys follow me on my socials, you are going to notice that I fall off the face of the earth for about a week every month. And it is because my husband is home. And, um, sometimes he's home for two weeks. Sometimes he's home for 10 days. Sometimes he's home for 12 days. Sometimes he's only home for one week. Depends on the month. And when he is home, I am just focused on him. I, my phone doesn't even exist. I don't text back friends. I don't make phone calls. I don't call my mom. I don't call my Nana. And it's not because I don't love them. It's because I just want to be with my husband the whole, all the time because I miss him and our daughter misses him. And so because of that, um, I am, when I, when I have those weeks, but also in general, like when he's home, I'm on a weekly schedule of working and it's just not working for me anymore. And I want to keep bringing content to you, but I have to do it also with like, obviously, cause like working with my husband's schedule, but also because I, I am a mother and I'm a single, I'm not, not a single parent. I am a solo parent 
for two to three weeks out of every month. And I am finding that I am taking a lot of time away from my daughter with all the content I'm trying to create and being online. And it's just been really hard to juggle. So anyways, I am still going to be podcasting on women. We're still going to do Wisdom Wednesdays every Wednesday. And obviously there's going to be Wednesdays where I don't post. So I'm sorry. That's just just where I'm at in life right now. And I'm a one woman show. I cannot afford to hire anyone else right now. And so until that happens, I have to just do what I can. But for the interview's sake, um, I'm going to be posting interviews every other week. So there's not going to be an interview every Tuesday anymore. It's just going to be, you know, we had one yesterday and that was posted. And so two weeks from yesterday, we are going to have another interview. And that is just how things are going to go from right now. It's the about the extent of what I can handle content creation wise. So um, I want to thank everybody for supporting me and being on this journey. I know that my posting is it's frequent, but it's also kind of sporadic. I'm trying to get a handle on my schedule right now and seeing what works for me and what doesn't. But I really appreciate your patience through this time while I figure that out. So anyways, um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of today. And um, it wasn't really inspiring. It's more of like storytelling. And I didn't really have much advice. But if you're going through something right now, I I hear you, I see you, I feel you. I know exactly that very isolating feeling. Lean on God. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram, girl, go ahead. We'll talk it out. I'm not always great at responding right away, but I will respond. You will hear from me. <laughs> So anyways, I hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week. Bye.